0: Many of this nation's youth are truly happy. Well, we both know the answer, don't we? That changes right here, right now. Hello and welcome to Takes Podcast, an elevated take on the news. And I, I think uh, it would be good to start off this week with a little bit of with taking a look at what's going on with the right wing right now.
1: Oh man, are oh, we going to listen to Tucker Carlson?
0: Yeah. yeah. right. Tucker Carlson had this interesting little rant on his show the other day. I'm, I'm just going to go through it because it's, it's something. He's, his first line is, Journalist, journalists can love too, their latest crush the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, and then what he, he he talks about for just like a little bit is how Kim Jong-un's sister was at the Olympics for a week. Right. Um, Her name is Kim Yo-jung. She was commended by some, like, newspapers as being a good diplomat while she was there
1: yeah of course she's gonna act like a diplomat she's the sister of the leader of the country she's gonna
0: be trained to be a diplomat and (laughs) she's head of the propaganda department of the government okay yeah so So, she is the propaganda master of course yeah she's gonna know exactly how to present herself (laughs) that's her job yeah and like the one one appropriate comparison that these newspapers make i think is they call her the ivanka trump of North Korea.
1: P- putting a respectable pretty face on something terrible? Yeah.
0: Alright. Yeah. Sure. Who's 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 down with all the terrible shit, but yeah. people are like, no, she, she looks nice. She yeah, can't she, be. she couldn't be that evil. <laughs> <laughs> um so going back to quoting his actual segment, he said, Well, if you're surprised, you shouldn't be. Progressives have a long and dishonorable history of supporting the world's most repressive regime, regimes. No exaggeration. I, I don't think that's right,
1: but <laughs> okay, Tucker.
0: I mean, you're against authoritarianism by definition if you're on the left. If yeah, you're a progressive. Yeah. The further left you go, the
1: more you, you tend towards anarchism. That's the, like the basic structure right there. <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's the left right <laughs> divide. It's fascism versus anarchism and yeah. all the yeah, and steps in between. in between. And like weird combinations of both and Yeah. Yeah. That's why um, it's a spectrum. <laughs> I said the New York Times, just to name one example, supported Joseph Stalin even as he was murdering up to twelve million Ukrainians in the famous famine there. The paper also led to led the cheering for Fidel Castro as he turned Cuba into a police state in 1975 and we're not making this up, when the Khmer Rouge swept into Cambodia, the New York Times made this prediction in a headline: "For most a better life. One of the worst genocides in history followed shortly thereafter. All right well,
1: I mean, notice how he only quoted one of the three stories. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that that Khmer Rouge one seems pretty bad. Yeah. And, like, he didn't even say when they made the piece supporting Stalin. The New York Times has been around for a while. If that was, like, during World War II, that would make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Depending on context, you know? At that point, Russia was an ally. Yeah. They weren't yet a problem in the eyes of America. Um, it was only it was only after World War II <laughs> yeah. when only Russia and America were left standing that they saw each other as rivals.
0: Yeah, they were just the two world's two greatest superpowers and yeah. and it's been
1: that way since. yeah. but um, and, and then like yeah Castro did some shit, but it's the history will tell whether the bad outweighs the good with Fidel Castro yeah that's he did a lot of good and a lot of bad and it, it's really gonna be down to the history books to say whether which one was greater than the other
0: yeah it's i th- I think we're kind of still on the way to finding that out yeah we're
1: we're still too close to the time to really be able to say definitively
0: obviously like you know it's he he did a lot of despicable things and yeah. he was very authoritarian and that's not yeah. That's not something that should be modeled after. That's not something that is morally right. It right. shouldn't be done. But yeah, if at this... the same time, we have to look at what the policies mm-hmm. he he made actually like do, and you, then you can find ways to implement things like that in a more like in a more democratic way where it's more of an equalizer than rather than propping up a dictator Mm -hmm. absolutely and um
1: did did tucker go on with this i'm sure there's more
0: yeah said while it's hard not to find a dictator the left has not supported chairman mao hugo chavez idi amin these people seem to have nothing in common but one thing they all hate america turns out progressive activists all have one thing in common they resent their fathers. That's where their <laughs> politics come from. What? The rest is just window dressing. What? How... <laughs> Did...
1: Did, like, Tucker have a little mini-stroke and <laughs> skip something? Right? There's, like, a whole paragraph of thought missing there.
0: <laughs> It's like... It's like he was going somewhere, didn't explain it at all... And just jumps to his conclusion.
1: Yeah. Like, if this was someone's essay, they would get a failing grade.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Um, He ended with his thesis statement. Yeah, he did. And didn't go on.
1: But, um, so left-wingers hate America because they hate their dads, and that's why they love dictators yeah (laughs) according to tucker carlson um
0: what (laughs) how in the fuck people listen to this guy and they believe him he's one of the biggest guys on his channel yeah especially now after o'reilly and he's just
1: yeah and people are listening to this guy (laughs) i don't
0: i don't even have words for how stupid this is I mean, imagine, how, like, like, just how many leftists there are in the world. A lot. <laughs> and for... For some like, reason. For some reason, every single one of them hates their dad. That's All the ones logic. who are like, hey guys, let's take care of each other. Yeah, that that means you hate your family.
1: <laughs> for some reason. I'm not seeing the logic here, but
0: I guess we have to roll with it. <laughs> uh <laughs> we just have to accept that this is the level that people are operating at sometimes it, this is baffling
1: it's like... so
0: you want to talk about like the left media falling in love with the north korean <laughs> propaganda master you're an american propaganda master
1: yeah like well
0: i don't know if master is the right word He's trying.
1: (laughs) He's, 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 it's working. Uh, Like Hannity might be a master of spouting insane shit and getting people to go
0: with it. But no, but like, (laughs) no, like seriously, since Bill O'Reilly left, people just needed a de facto second voice and it's just been Tucker. And so he's.
1: Well, there's also been like a huge surge in Alex Jones's following, which isn't a good thing. No. But he is the propaganda master. He is he's, he's the definitive propaganda master He likes Fox News now you he, know, he used to hate Fox News
0: Yeah, it's because he said Fox News learned what they're doing <laughs> Of course he did They learned how great Trump is Nice <laughs> Good old Alex Jones So now Sean Hannity is amazing Well, um, Listen to Tucker Carlson <laughs> <laughs> Buy my pills
1: uh, does he still sell milkshakes made out of bones? I think he still sells milkshakes made out of bones. He sells so much ridiculous shit. I, people buy it too. Yeah, I don't get it.
0: Like it, it's pretty absurd. Does he just he just buys into that whole alpha male thing yeah. plus the conspiracy
1: thing. Yeah, so like take these pills to be more manly. They're made <laughs> of like bone meal and fish guts, and they will hide you from the lizard people. I love when he actually does his bit where he tries whatever the fuck he's selling, because that milkshake he could not drink it. He was just no. like, ah, oh, it's it's so good. I'll, I'll drink this later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No was...
0: supplements don't taste good. No, that's they're not supposed to. <laughs> Even the best tasting like protein shake. Yeah, gonna, I've had. It's was... gonna taste like powder mixed into water. <laughs> not getting away from that mm-hmm.
1: well, do you want to talk about something really absurd for a bit all right all right well this here's a salon piece that we're just gonna jump off from it was titled why millennials are making memes about wanting to die <laughs> and like it it's kind of a shallow analysis but from that we can really get into this and so like the, the whole point it makes is that meme culture and, like, all, all the new, like, art, like Rick, Rick and Morty and things of that nature that's really popular right now in pop culture. Oh, it's
0: kind of, like, cynical absurdism.
1: Yeah, and... it's, it's a mix of, like, cynical uh, world analysis and absurdist thought. And this popped up once before. And, in fact, it tends to pop up when, like like, societally there's like huge issues going on Mm -hmm. and like when people um feel disenchanted by everyday life they have to escape into something just outright insane and that's called dadaism (laughs) now dadaism is um it's often called Mm anti-art it's the whole idea of taking like everyday things and making them nonsensical one of, one of the most famous Dadaist uh, artists was uh, Salvador Dali. You know, the, the melting mm-hmm. clocks in the desert. That's, that's Dadaist art right there. Yeah. Um, there's that famous piece where it's um, like um, the Mona Lisa. You know, with the mustache. With the mustache and funny glasses and stuff. That's Dadaist art. In When it was big, initially it was in the 10s and 20s. And it hit off in Paris, Germany, and New York simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And, but it came from Switzerland, which the Swiss are strange folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the biggest Dadaist uh, presentations in New York was what was called um, pre-made art which was literally an art exhibit of things that people went and bought and put on pedestals and called art. <laughs> like, they, the, the most famous one, and it sold for millions of dollars, was a rack to put wine bottles on that someone just bought. Didn't do anything
0: to. <laughs> just displayed like art. <laughs> it reminds me of like things like that we have now, like the, uh, like the Ice Cream Museum. Like, that whole thing is just... The ridiculous facts that we're giving ice cream a museum. Right. And um, the interesting thing about Dadaism
1: is that, like, um, philosophically, it's very much like an anarchist form of art, which is an inherently left-wing thought, as we talked about, like, a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And um, it developed simultaneously with both... Uh, modern anarchism and modern communism as like a fully developed thought form mm-hmm. <laughs> and it developed in the same locations at the same time among basically the same people <laughs> so you know so, what that means
0: yeah, we're... All,
1: all meme culture is anarchism <laughs> <laughs> rick and morty most pop culture at this point where it's built upon like the absurdity of things that are treated as completely normal like Doctor Who, that's a mm-hmm. good example. Uh, that that's just a, a reveling in absurdity because life is terrible. Even like yeah, even like superhero movies. It's yeah, that's a great example. It's like regular people that have powers for oftentimes no reason. Yeah, <laughs> they just they can do things.
0: Like we're just <laughs> watching, like people have the powers of cats and spiders and weird monsters and ninja bats and and, you know it's great
1: it's 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 fun (laughs) yeah you you have to revel in absurdity when you feel lost in the world Mm -hmm. and the fact that that's the main like pop culture at this point you know yeah because like especially among our generation and our generation is now like the largest generation it's going to be leading pop culture at this point on things are going to get weirder and weirder yeah yeah we're not gonna see Mm. like regular everyday stuff anymore it's gonna be great
0: even taking a look at like the tamest like new animation that that's come out like even bob's burgers yeah that's just that's weird shit
1: yeah they're going on fantastical adventures to barely maintain a burger shack (laughs) Things like that don't make sense. Like yeah, like their their landowner who just wears an eye patch because he thinks it's cool.
0: <laughs> the daughter, oldest daughter, sounding like a guy, and because is voiced yeah. by a guy doing a guy voice, just to be weird, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's absurdity for the sake of absurdity.
1: Yeah, and like this is something that's popping up in all sorts of culture. You know, mm-hmm. there's uh, what what's Sh- Shel Silverstein? Is that the name? the the poet yeah that's a good example of Dadaist art because it's very absurd but at the same time very very plain Mm -hmm. (laughs) one one of my favorite musical groups the death grips half their album covers are modified absurdist or dadaist artworks (laughs) (laughs) and like they do things that don't even make sense like scheduling simultaneous concerts and then not attending either one (laughs) (laughs) So, absurdity will become the new norm, and that's going to make things very, very interesting.
0: Yeah, it's and and for a lot of people in our generation who support Trump, that was a big actually like a big part of it. Yeah, they, they
1: loved how ridiculous he was.
0: Mm-hmm, that's why like any of like the web pages they hang out on in their chat boards, like and it's, it's all like weird ass memes that and they're, like calling him emperor and god and daddy. <laughs> and
1: it's it's weird. Uh, if if you want to talk about a weird father complex, you should probably look at the people who really like Trump. Yeah, in all honesty, yeah. Tucker, Milo
0: Yiannopoulos. <laughs> yeah, like, like he's 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 the one who's behind Daddy Trump. Yeah, and he he does it super creepy. <laughs> so on a on a slightly more serious note, all right? Uh, let's, let's break away from absurdity to look at the horrors of everyday life. <laughs> Daddy Trump. <laughs> Working on one of his uh, campaign promises. Oh boy. Which is his infrastructure plan. Oh, yeah?
1: What, what are we building?
0: It's not. It's less building and more stealing. All right. What are we stealing? <laughs> um, well, corporate America is stealing infrastructure. Ah, from damn. The, <laughs> the public. So close. So, in this plan, for this big, like, over a trillion dollar plan, the, gonna... gover- the federal government plans to spend $2 billion. Okay. So <laughs> the... we're contracting out basically all of the work. And the rest is going to be through private incentives. So oh, incentives so... for the for the companies. So we're going to subsidize all yeah. of the work. So we're not spending money. We're just not taking in as much
1: money. So we're, we're going to subsidize a bunch of new factories and shit so that companies can make a profit here right
0: um well is that their plan it's basically to sell off a lot of the public infrastructure to private companies
1: oh is is this the thing with the space station
0: yeah the space station is included in that
1: there's only one person who would have any interest in buying the american share of the space station that's (laughs) elon musk and he needs to be stopped (laughs) (laughs) like okay He's a decade away from being Lex Luthor.
0: He's done, he's done like a lot of cool shit and he's generated a lot of really important interest, but there are some problems with him. Yeah. I'm sure you saw the reports of what his wife,
1: um, did, you, did you see that? Remind story? me. Uh, when they, they like their first like public appearance together. And he, mm-hmm. he was like, remember I am the alpha in this relationship. Oh yeah. And, uh, and then she's, she's like, well, I'm glad I'm I'm your wife and not your employee. Later on in that day, and he mm-hmm. responded with, "Well, if you were my employee, you would have been fired." <laughs> so, the dude's a little unhinged.
0: That's the way my- he
1: treats the person he theoretically cares the most about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, a labor historian from Georgetown University, he was quoted as saying. The lack of funding commitments from governments will in turn open the door to the increasing privatization of public resources, including even highways, bridges, and this nation's air traffic control system. We're going to privatize the air traffic control system. Yes.
1: What does that even mean? Are you going to have to pay to land places? <laughs> like, like, be, would, all the yeah. airlines are going to charge each other to use each other's airports? Yeah, and
0: like... That
1: sounds like the opposite of what we would want. That's,
0: that seems like... That would just make air travel so much more expensive. Because that's yeah, a whole additional system that has to be paid for at by, by the consumer. When it's really just ensuring planes don't crash into each other. Yeah. Thanks. Which benefits everyone. Yeah. Even the people who aren't on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that could happen is um, it would make it easier for... Uh, corporations to just buy out public air uh, airports. Okay, private airports. Yeah, that seems like a terrible just, idea. <laughs> so just another step of yeah. shut down yeah.
1: things that people like use to actually maneuver in this country because mm-hmm. we don't and have then, a rail system like and other then, countries. Like, what if? What
0: if? <laughs> and then there's, I'm sure there's airports in like rural places that don't make enough money. Yeah. To function the way they do and should so then you're cutting off like certain parts of the country yeah and you're isolating people who really should
1: be brought into the greater community because they've already isolated themselves so far that they're like decades behind socially
0: another thing is like um agencies that kind of look after like the water and different utilities in the areas and kind of just making sure every all the resources kind of flow correctly and oh, great. safely. So privatize those. That's
1: so we, we're gonna have private waste treatment facilities and private
0: water fucking pipes. <laughs> great. <laughs> um, here's here's a ridiculous one. Mm-hmm. Highway rest stops.
1: You're gonna privatize highway rest stops. Yeah. You you're gonna. Charge people money to park on the um, highway or at rest stops.
0: Yeah, and fuck, like probably like have to pay to use the bathroom there. Um, probably, damn,
1: that is pretty ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it is and they also use the word commercialized, so not only privatized but commercialized. Oh, that's so. That's the
1: worst thing we could do. <laughs>
0: We're going to have chains of rest stops.
1: And they're going to be replaced by McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Instead of a rest stop, there'll be a Jack in the Box or a 7-Eleven just on the side of the highway.
0: Yeah. Sorry, you have to buy a $5 meal to use the bathroom. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we don't have a dollar menu here. I'm sorry, sir. We are a limited run location. And we only have $5 meals. Parking isn't free. Yeah. <laughs> This, this seems like they're just getting rid of, like, decades of public infrastructure progress right there.
0: Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't really create many jobs. Well, no, you're you just, like,
1: profiting off of things that already exist. You'd basically be hiring toll booth operators.
0: <laughs> yeah, now, now like, um, Trump claims that there's money going to jobs, like, that it'll create jobs. It's... Money in vocational training, but without the increased amount of available jobs. So, you, oh, so we're going to have
1: better trained unemployed people.
0: Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> we're going to
1: have all these highly skilled workers with no jobs.
0: Mm-hmm. And it and it won't even, even if something does create jobs, a project does create jobs, um, it won't necessarily create jobs in the community it's being done in. Mm-hmm. Because it'll it allows companies to bring in crews even from out of state. Oh wow, that's they're not even trying to like help people with this. Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, and those crews don't have to be unionized, which is it's a current thing. Like whenever the government hires crews to do like infrastructure work, it's allowed that they have to be a union crew.
1: All right. Because the union crews come with worker protections. The government doesn't want a lawsuit because, like, the non-union crew was doing a fucking shoddy job because they were taking chances. Yeah. <laughs> they want the union crew who does it right the first time.
0: It's it, It's quoted in this plan as unions being a hindrance.
1: Well, they're only a hindrance to the profits of the company.
0: Yeah. And and I'm
1: okay with any hindrance to the profits of a company. (laughs) Like I I don't really care. You're you're making millions of dollars, dude. Chill. Yeah. When when these guys want to not die while building your thing.
0: Yeah, these like big ass companies that would be doing all this work, they can afford union labor because they have previously. Whenever they've been contracted to do this, yeah, they've done it in the past. They can continue to do it now. Except now they won't even, except now they'll be able to make money off of it. They'll be able to own what they build and continually profit off it. So if two companies, different companies are building the streets in your town, to get to the other side of town, you might have to pay like, you know, $3.
1: Yep. All those toll roads are going to pop up. Mm-hmm. That's going to be wonderful. Well, that might mean people drive less. We'll have to see. That might lead to a push for better like public transportation.
0: Yeah, if if it's, if it's it becomes the only feasible option, yeah, people if, will demand it.
1: Yeah, if the best way to get around town becomes the bus, because you don't got to pay the tolls, everyone's going to take the bus, even if the bus kind of
0: sucks. Uh, it would be a privatized bus, probably. <laughs> yeah, but it's still going to be cheaper than the tolls. <laughs> you just pay to get on the bus. The Organization Partnership for Working Families, they're quoted as saying that this program offers, quote, no meaningful investment in housing, transportation, clean water, and quality schools, which is the kind of infrastructure investment that would have the broadest effect on working families.
1: Right. That would actually help people. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. improve their ability to get, like, water and, like, make them safer houses and improve the schools
0: make sure the bridges are safe because
1: most in america aren't yeah most bridges in america fail safety checks they just check them so infrequently
0: (laughs) and and people know Uh, yeah that the infrastructure here sucks they know that people are aware of it (laughs) you drive down the
1: highway you see the highway has holes in it
0: yeah um so, in 2017, 90% of local ballot initiatives for transit investments were greenlit. Yeah, because so,
1: they want better
0: transportation. 90% of all infrastructure improvements get approved. Yeah, they want and, they want better roads, they want better buses, they want better trains, they want better airports. Because people know that it's helpful, that it's, yeah. it's one of the things in government that pe- people are aware government can affect this. Yeah. Because it's one of those extremely localized issues, but every person in the country is dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And now there's one thing in the plan that isn't mentioned at all, which is, it won't come as a surprise, but it's climate. There's no mention of improving our infrastructure to make it greener. Well, of course not. Donald Trump thinks that climate doesn't change. (laughs) It's a a Chinese hoax,
1: folks. Uh I wish it were a Chinese hoax, but it's not it a Chinese a, it hoax. It would be a lot more convenient. Yeah. I can, even if it was a Chinese hoax, I'd still say make everything solar-powered and wind-powered and water-powered and geothermal-powered.
0: Yeah, there's that famous... Um, it's safer. There's that famous political cartoon where like, some people are listening, like, we have to go like green because of climate change, but also all these other benefits. Yeah. And the person responding says, but what if we do all these good things for nothing? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, Still
0: doing a lot of good things.
1: I mean, how nuclear power is safer than most of the power we currently use. Yeah. And that, it, like, nuclear power gives off less radiation
0: than coal mining. Yeah, it's only it's only when things go wrong with nuclear power yeah, that it becomes o- a problem. It's
1: only when you fuck up nuclear power that there's a problem. It's like when it's... you
0: do coal mining correctly, there's a problem. <laughs> it's like it's like the next step from fracking, basically in terms of how green it is. Yeah, it it's like fracking's not safe. No, no,
1: because it's very
0: unstable. Nuclear power is actually really stable. I mean, remember that there was a gas you... leak in Northridge yeah. that lasted forever because of all the fracking that's going on there. Yeah. And this is in California where we already have an earthquake problem. Yeah. We don't need fracking.
1: Yeah, we're, They're attacking the earth with giant like pneumatic pumps to, <laughs> to shake it up in already unstable ground. What a great idea. So we can create pockets of gas, which we then empty. Yes. <laughs> Leaving holes in the earth. That shakes a lot already, so it collapses. And people wonder why millennials are making memes about killing themselves.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the government's trying to kill us by selling us out to people who just want to make a profit.
0: And denying the, and denying the harms of these obviously terrible things. Yeah.
1: Even Hillary Clinton. She was trying to make Europe frack.
0: Yeah, she, she was against fracking in America, but she was promoting it. Abroad. Yeah. What kind
1: of shit is that? Public position and private
0: position. Right. She, she wants to make a profit,
1: but still be able to say she's against fracking. Um, what the frack?
0: <laughs> so, uh, I, I guess moving on to more serious subjects. Oh boy, subjects. more serious than the infrastructure bill. Um, I mean, we couldn't not bring this up. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there was a, a school shooting in yeah. Florida.
1: I don't think we've made it through many episodes without mentioning someone getting shot. Yeah. The school shooting in Florida happened on Valentine's Day, and it was already the 18th school shooting this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was done by a kid who had already been expelled from that school because they had found bullets in his backpack. He had been like reported to the FBI for acting strangely, and no one thought to actually investigate him and he he
0: legally bought a gun (laughs) yeah because he was 19
1: yeah you can go
0: buy a rifle at 19 go buy an assault rifle couldn't can't buy a beer no he he was able to go out and buy an assault rifle after being expelled for bringing bullets to school
1: yeah uh online he listed his profession as professional school shooter (laughs) nobody did anything about this kid (laughs) all the red flags were up like red flags that hadn't even existed before were up
0: yeah, and I mean, it's it's really unfortunate, again, to see after these horrific events that people still say we can't talk about guns right now because that's politicizing a tragedy oh. when you have to tackle problems when they come up.
1: Right, and just and, besides that, there's already been 18 school shootings this year in a month and a half. Yeah. How are we supposed to talk about it without it being recent if it happens all the time?
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's literally like every week you can't talk about it because there's there's been a shooting. Another Don't shooting. Don't talk about guns. Yeah. Um and so when when it is that big of a problem, you have to talk about it at some point. Hmm. Um and we we have the second amendment in this country, and so that's something we need to be that something that's here to stay, and so we hmm. need to figure out a way to make it work. For all of America, because it obviously isn't right now. Right.
1: Well, um, I, I firmly believe that the point of the Second Amendment was to never have a military rather than to give, like, Americans guns. Because I feel like it was meant to be, like, a community-driven, like, militia. Because that, that's what it says. It's to keep and bear arms in order to maintain a well-regulated militia, you know? Yeah. So that would be, like, people who want to have a gun would have to submit to regular training and courses, you know? And they would be our actual front line if we were to be attacked. And then we wouldn't have a military because the function of a military is to go do the attacking. You know, that's what I feel our founding fathers intended.
0: Because they they were very much... (laughs) Yeah, they wanted um, to defend themselves. They they weren't
1: interested in going to war.
0: Yeah, they weren't interested in (laughs) colonialization. As much as as they kind of colonized America and took it from the Native Americans, it was... They
1: understood the problems of being a colony because they were one.
0: So as they grew, they
1: really struggled with that internally. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the most effective method of obtaining gun control that I've seen historically has been here in California. And that was through the Black Panther Party. (laughs) Uh, The Black Panther Party didn't, didn't feel right that so few black people had guns when it was their right to have guns. So they ran actual drives to fund black people buying guns.
0: <laughs> yeah, because and, they, it was something and, they were legally allowed to do. Yeah, and at the time, California
1: was an open carry state, so they encouraged people to always have their gun on them. And what that did was that made like the really heavy Second Amendment types on the right get a little less enthusiastic about the Second Amendment. Yeah, man, scared. <laughs> and and so. The governor, a man you might have heard of, a man by the name of Ronald Reagan, <laughs> passed one of the most comprehensive gun reform laws of its time. It yeah. restricted open carry completely in the state, and it put a lot of obstacles in the actually acquiring a gun here.
0: Yeah, I remember, like, when I was in Arizona when they just went like full open carry, mm-hmm. and um, I remember, I was in, I was in a Cracker Barrel. oh boy and i saw like just a woman at another table just pistol on her hip i wouldn't
1: want to eat at that cracker barrel (laughs) no (laughs)
0: that would make me very
1: uncomfortable i'd leave
0: arizona they allow it in bars oh i'm gonna bring my deadly
1: weapon to the place where i get really really intoxicated and make terrible decisions yeah (sighs) where
0: fights are common
1: yeah (laughs) this is gonna be a great idea I'm going to drink a bottle of Jägermeister with a pistol on my hip.
0: And <laughs> yeah, so, um. But yeah, so. We need the... to do more than thoughts and prayers. We need we to absolutely. actually make actual change to the way we deal with yeah. guns in this country. And yeah. It'll reduce these horrible mass shootings. It'll improve our policing because police will have less guns on the street. It's not going to be anyone i meet could have a gun it's yeah, gonna it's, be it's
1: gonna be like okay pretty much just the swat team deals with people with guns because <laughs> the only people with guns are gonna be like the active shooters and the hostage situations which you call in the swat team for a regular beat cop's not gonna have to deal with someone who might have a gun on them you know and, and then theoretically we could work to um disarm the police as well you know in time as that develops
0: yeah yeah, and like you look Mm
1: -hmm. at london they have yeah their cops carry around clubs and whistles Mm -hmm. that's all they need and they have a better response time they handle situations better they de-escalate situations better and they save more lives than american cops yeah the
0: worst thing that they're gonna have to face is a knife yeah and they got a club for that so
1: (laughs) a club is bigger than a knife keep that guy away that's all they need so far the most effective gun control in america was the black panther approach (laughs) give brown people guns and they'll put in gun control real quick
0: (laughs) we should reduce guns and then do something that they have in texas where you can open carry swords just let people open carry swords i'd be
1: totally okay with that (laughs) i won't be afraid of the dude with a sword because he couldn't sneak up on you with a sword (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna pull that out it's gonna be dramatic
0: everyone's gonna know this he's gonna do like this like fancy like routine with it first before he tries to kill you all
1: Right, you just walk away <laughs> or pull out your sword <laughs> let's go back to dueling folks
0: all right um i think that'll
1: call it for this week
0: yeah follow us on twitter at pot Takes pod um catch us every sunday tell your friends and we'll see you in a week